Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Everton Club Call. It is Wednesday, the 29th of November. It's freezing in no, the it's studio. Not. It's you. You're all right. It, it's free. You've been in about 20 minutes. I've been in all day. It's freezing. And I'm I'm not 100% either by You're any stretch. No, I'm not, not. I'm not happy. I'm just not top, tip top shape. I'm a little bit, little bit below the weather. Today, it is cold, but we are here. And we're going to be obviously discussing uh, Everton are putting their appeal in on Friday. Appealing, or are we just saying we're appealing? You have to, you have to, Give some, you have to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to say why. Yeah, it has to go in because it was disproportionate and unjust, isn't that a reason? That's it, John. I mean, I was. We will get into that in a minute. Good afternoon, Claire Campbell. She says, "Good afternoon, lads." I'm just, Hi, Claire. Hello, Claire. Hope you're good. Um, yeah. So, John, obviously. What are we? We're, we're nearly we we're nearly two weeks in, aren't we? From the initial yep. the initial day we found out that the Premier League were yep. going to give us a disproportionate uh, penalty. I've asked this twice this week, and I, you might have a different view, or you might be able to make me see the reason why this happened. <laughs> but why were Everton immediately docked the points? Why was it not? Because we knew there was going to be an appeal. Yeah. We were always going to appeal, weren't we? But why? Guilty. Yeah. So, but why couldn't it? Why wasn't it like hung over us until the outcome of the appeal? Probably because the judgment of the KC was, and the ten points should be levied immediately. Immediately. I mean, I've not read all the rules that say they're all levied immediately, but it mm. it it does seem, particularly if you're trying to protect sport and integrity. Mm. Clearly, some games have taken place already, mm. whereby none of the participants actually know where they are in the league. Mm. Yeah, so if everyone just plays, as they always say, one game at a time, yeah. it doesn't matter, does it? Mm. But you know, with us being second bottom, because we got an immediate ten point deduction, and Luton think, "Gosh, if we win, we're five points clear, or whatever mm. it is." If that gives any benefit or detriment to sporting performance, it's a punishment, isn't it? But what if we then? Well, you well, then we won't get... be, no, because no, no. we won't be found. Yeah, yeah. Not guilty, will we? No, no, we'll, no. we'll just but you be, do then yeah. get the flip side of that, mm. which is at some stage down the track, which so far we've just been told that we're not before the end of the season, mm. Everton and therefore the rest of the, the league, the division rather, will find out whether we are the points we've got now, or we're suddenly gifted some for mm. no other reason than some lawyers have had an argument in a room somewhere. Mm. And then if anyone believes that Luton got a bit of a lift from us being minus 10 off 14, so mm. four, then presumably they'll take a bit of a kick in the bits if, if they suddenly we... find out, actually, they're not now above you. Yeah. yeah. If that's what happens at the time. It just feels like, almost like a triple punishment, because it's... Don't break the rules then. No, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We were 14, and then we've been given a sporting sanction for a breach of a financial thing with and again in the Premier League rules just to just to reiterate again there's nowhere that says PSR relates to sport and advantage so Everton clearly didn't gain the well, sport and advantage. The name, it's about profitability and mm -hmm. sustainability mm -hmm. the, the, the claimed reason for putting these things in place is to stop businesses going out of business mm -hmm. not to punish them in a manner that might make them go out mm -hmm. of business yeah yeah but yeah I mean it, it, it there's um the, the judgments of people, well, they've all had a chance to read it, guys. I don't know if you have, but mm. it hangs on a, fundamentally a couple of test cases, doesn't it? You know, with mm. Sheffield Wednesday and Birmingham. 
And it almost seems to have been taken for fact that if you breach a financial regulation, you will have had a sporting um, advantage. And therefore, you know, you should get a sporting sanction. Now, curiously, and you can get it to real, and this is why lawyers and barristers can earn huge sums of money, yeah, because yeah. They, they can argue about where a decimal place should be or, or where a full stop should be or an apostrophe or all that good stuff. Um, but the, the view of this commission is that Everton have had a sporting advantage throughout the reporting period because we breached the regulation. And yet we're going to take the punishment in one part of a reporting period. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all a bit odd. But um, that's what happens when it's never happened before. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, precedents will or will not be set by this case, won't they? Okay, well, uh, I mean, I'm not convinced with that, but let's do... Well, precedents are always set because it's never done before, so whatever mm. happens now will be referenced by whoever follows. Notwithstanding, Masters and his mates seem to think that what they came up with one one afternoon over a cup of coffee mm. um, was never intended to be used or, or put before the shareholders. So, well, that's the that's the other thing, isn't it? I mean, Everton were allegedly charged in. No, we were. Mar well, was, we were referred, were referred to a commission in March. Yeah. So why did they wait five months to try and cobble together some sanction? In August, you mean? And yeah. August the tenth, they tried to say that this is the new way that you do it for this case and it was intended to be just for Everton because it's been certain people have contacted the Premier League and got that, answers which allowed them got to answers which yeah. say that Very it's not going to be used yeah, yeah it's not going to be used for anyone else so it's just the Everton well, it wasn't rule. used for Everton either no but they come up with the same thing which is very very strange that well, there's, they, there's a whole host of um, contradictions isn't mm, there? Mm. where you go and yeah, yeah 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 uh, you know the the the, the judgment says that Everton, over the whole of the reporting period, had a sporting advantage. But it can't be quantified. We just know they had one. We don't know what they got for it. They might have got one point. They might have got 50. Or got none. Off, or none, right? It's not able to be quantified. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, the KC has said. And therefore, we get a sporting uh, punishment for a sporting offence, which can't be quantified. And therefore, the 10-point thing looks arbitrary because that can't be quantified either. Mm. Because, of course, what the KC seeks to avoid is if you try and come up with a mechanism that says this is how you measure sporting advantage, then people will naturally say, can we draw a straight line between the advantage that this club is supposed to have had and the punishment that it's got? Mm. And in that mode, you could then argue one way or the other whether it, you know, it is too lenient or it's too harsh. But if you just say no, I don't have to tell you how I worked it out. It's 10 points. That's it. Mm. So Everton's appeal when it comes, and I think we, again, we, we'll have clips somewhere, won't we? And perhaps Matt wants to talk about it. But, but we said very quickly, I think, on this channel that the appeal should focus on the policies of the Premier League and the process that was followed. And if you look at Andy Burnham, he's ripped that to bits in his open letter. Mm. Um, and 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 he, I thought what Andy has written, Evertonian or not, is a very carefully constructed letter that raises all the points. People like Mike Gow are doing this chapter and verse as well. Mm. Great, great stuff in in M tag from Mike. And it, as though we, 
Actually, I thought it was a long read, but it was only a long read on your phone. <laughs> if you're doing it, <laughs> yeah, you printed yeah, it off, yeah. it probably isn't. But it is dead good because it, it structurally goes through how an appeal and therefore, a, you know, an appeal commission result may, may, may go about. And it is just about exposing those contradictions. And, and I think I wrote in MTAG as well, and very early on, you know, after, after this happened, was exactly what you've just said. What the heck were you doing? referring a club to you know an independent commission and then effectively demanding a points deduction when you didn't have a mechanism for con con considering what that points deduction might be the conclusion one can draw is that that meeting of the premier board when they had a cup of coffee around a table someone asked that question maybe mm. the judge who sits on it yeah and they went oops we better have one then and they, they made one up I don't, and that, sorry, that's not made up as in it's trivial, mm. but they constructed one for the occasion. And then, of course, when they presented it through master's witness statements, which is, again, a curious way to do it, mm -hmm. why wasn't it part of the main thrust of the Premier League's case? Yeah. Rather than, you know, if you even if you just watch dramas on telly with barristers, they speak to the jury saying, and I demand the death penalty for this heinous mm -hmm. crime or whatever. But no, they waited for a witness to pop up and say, oh, by the way, I think you should work it out like this. Masters, it's history. Mm. Oh, God, he's gone, yeah. And, and, and what Andy's done in writing to, logically, the chair of the Premier League board that apparently came up with this is ask very direct questions that people with very um, high-value reputations would be wary of compromising by not telling the truth, so the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm. So help me God and all that. Absolutely. So there's a lot to play out here. So I, I can imagine Premier League will go after Andy Burnham probably. Well, he will. They're all trying to rubbish him, are they? Well, they're trying to say he's, he'd be used as power by speaking about it. Well, his, his power as the mayor of Manchester. <laughs> well, yeah, as an MP. But that, MP, that's the he? story that's out. Yeah, he's not an MP, actually. Is he? He's just a mayor, isn't he? Yeah. Um, well, you know, OK. I mean, the facts are, it, it, if an Evertonian writes to the chair of the Premier League, mm. like say you did mm. or me, um, she may or may not listen. Mm. Maybe she finds a bit more difficult not to listen when it's a high profile politician who's previously been in government and he publicizes the whole letter to all and sundry mm. and actually captures really quite well and structurally very well all the questions everyone's been asking. Mm. And he didn't need jerk. He waited a short while and then he sent it over. Okay. All good fun. Right, let's see Matt's here. Let's hear what Matt has got to uh, to say. Matt, are you there? Hey, John. Hey, Baz. How you doing? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I can hear you. That's All good, mate. need two of these <laughs> things. One in the ear will do. Um, actually, on, I do Matt. want to touch on a point, uh, what I feel is a contradiction, um, carrying on from what John said. Just the one, is Matt. That... Yeah. <laughs> since, uh, since the Premier League was founded, we've had Jack Walker come in and dump money into a club and caused them to skyrocket up the league. And then we've had Roman Abramovich dump money into a club, and that was rewarded by them skyrocketing up the league. And then following on, Sheikh Mansour, Man City, or before Sheikh Mansour, even uh, the owner. And now we're saying that's not going to be rewarded because you're Everton. So that reeks to me of stay in your lane. It has nothing to do with stopping clubs going bankrupt and everything to do with not wanting to upset who's at the top at the moment. Mm. Well, uh, that was put in, wasn't it? The the 
Platini started this in Europe, didn't he? he did didn't want FP, he didn't yeah. want uh, Manchester City and he didn't want PSG having power in Europe and strengthening that. Uh, so he wanted it brought in there. The Premier League allegedly put this in place to to make sure there wasn't another Portsmouth. But yeah, they haven't done it I in a that. way. They haven't done it in a way though that makes them protect yourself. What they've done it, it's allowed clubs who earn more than anyone else at the top of the league to pull a ladder up behind them, so to speak. So you've got no opportunity to make up ground fast the way Manchester City did because you've got to prove where your money come from, as in... That's life, though, isn't it? Well, no, because it wasn't yeah. like for Chelsea and it wasn't like for Man yeah, City. That's what Matt's saying. Time in, in environments, don't they? I, I, but, but No, I, I understand why if, if you are... Because we are, mm. right? If you're Everton or other clubs who... who you know, Newcastle just, at the moment. Yeah, isn't I find it hugely amusing that, that the judgment refers to we won't give a financial penalty because they've got a wealthy owner. Oh, really? So what are you going to do to Man City and Chelsea then? Because both got far wealthier <laughs> yeah, owners yeah, than, yeah. than Everton do, and certainly Newcastle have wealthier owners than anybody, mm. so to speak. But I mean, I think it, it's a mute debate about the timing of changes in legislation and who got in just under the wire and who didn't. Mm. Right? That, that to me, that's a bit. Sorry, being rude. I'm talking about you two guys, but that—that's the sour grapes end of it, you know. There for the grapes. No, well, I, I've said this right at the very start, so my record hasn't changed. Yeah, it was right. wrong at the start. It doesn't mean it's no, all no, right I'm, now because there's cool rule changes. That. And ultimately, mm. um, if if nothing else, Farhad Mashiri has demonstrated that you can spend huge amounts of money and stay within the rules, but if you keep doing it really, really badly, you're going to get caught eventually. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't think it's moot, John, if you if it's true that they've changed how they interpret the financial rules during the investigation. Oh, that's completely different. Totally, you know, absolutely on side with that one. You know, and, and they can play games all they want about, oh, it was to, for this reason, or come up with some cock and bull story as to why they suddenly invented a, a method for calculating points deductions five six months or whatever it was after mm. you know they've already referred one of their own members to to, to a, a thing which they were going to demand points deductions that the, the reality is for me from afar is these guys have been making it up as their own as they've gone along but for reasons that they're not necessarily going to publicly talk about mm. and so when they're challenged about you're just trying to look strong to avoid an independent regulator they don't say no we're not do they no they start trying to attack the person or the people or the club or whatever who've said it or a fan base even it's mad I mean, they, they, they're showing mate that they're incompetent they really are well, I, I know none of us have uh, let our board get away with it but it seems like our board have laid down and volunteered as tributes to be punished rather than defend the case like Man City have and Chelsea have. Like, why we would ever... The narrative seems to be now that Everton have admitted they've done wrong. And my yeah. interpretation is that Everton have admitted that after they changed the rules during the investigation, then yes, sure, we have. But before they did that, then we should be able to allow our losses in the calculations I think I think you're right, but I think there's also a, a, a degree of naivety, I think, probably led by the fact that the quality of the people who were facing off to the Premier League just wasn't good enough, yeah? Um, if we go back, 
yeah, if we go back two or three years or whatever we've been on the naughty step for, who 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 probably and we talk about this often on the channel, don't we, about doing things right or doing the right thing. I think Everton have tried to do the right thing, which is to say, listen, we are out of kilter with what the, the regs say. We are prepared to try and put it right and we'll take our, our medicine and so on. And if we, we all cast our minds back to when this kicked off back in the early part of this year. The only thing more shocking than that was the 10-point deduction because we thought we were okay, didn't we? Mm. We thought we'd been complying with what they want. They'd been observing everything we do blah, 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 blah. We've, you know, barely acquired any players. We've had two horrific brushes with potential relegation, all as a consequence of what we all accept was not the, the optimal uh, spending of money in the last three, well, four or five years ago, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then they, they sort of said, uh, you know what, actually, we're getting a bit of heat from somebody else. Yeah. So we're going to take you to task anyway. And in in the moment, I thought that somebody else was those clubs who got the ump about believing we had an advantage that wasn't fair. Um, but of course, part of it appears to be this independent regulation thing as well. But going back to what you said, Baz, about the rules, and, and, and I think Matt started off about when this, you know, profitability and sustainability, their reasons for doing it officially whatever the real reasons were, you know, just following Platini or whatever, but was to protect football clubs and indirectly protect the communities in which they operate because they are actually community assets. Mm. That's right there in the centre of don't punish the community, don't punish the fans, make sure these horrible owner-type people behave themselves. So what you do is you make them pass a fit and proper owner's test and then you monitor their performance through the financial reporting that they have to do. Mm. And I bet you a penny to a pound, the people who wrote it never ever thought that the biggest victims would be the communities and the fan base. Because that's what that's who the biggest victims are. Mm. You know, no one's punishing the board at the time because none of them are there. No one's punishing the owner, even though he is still there, right? The punishing the sporting side wasn't the player's fault, was it? You know what I mean? You just go through it and think, what are you trying to do? What what what's the objective of what you are doing and the objectives when you do a Sherlock on it, exclude all the things it most definitely isn't. It's not about protecting the community, is it? It's not mm. about like, seeking to avoid fans going through the horrible pain of administration and going out of business, is it? And yet would they've, we come, be up, they've past... come up with a sanction, which is higher. It's mad. Yeah. Would we be past the point with 777, John, where they can renegotiate what they pay for Everton? We don't know because we don't know what the agreement is that was put in place by Farhad Mashiri, and, it, and it's not really we. They are buying Farhad Mashiri's shares. Um, I, I'm guessing if it were me, if I was the buyer, I would say if anything happens that materially impacts the valuation of the shares that I'm buying, then I would have put that in the agreement previously. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah. I would because that I, would mean it. Yeah. Could, that would mean it could affect Farhad Mashiri then. It could. Yeah. Because of his valuation. It could, yeah, um, but we don't know what agreement they've got. I mean, we're getting crazy people saying crazy things like he's sold for £500 million, and I'd be absolutely astonished if he's got, you know, yeah. anything more than 20% of that, to be honest. Um, he, he may have upside, yeah. and maybe they're doing what people do. They just say the absolute, you know, a bit like add-ons, isn't it? What's the absolute maximum he could get, mm. you know? But even that would fall short of half a billion, I would have thought. 
Um, but hey, we don't know what we don't know, my friend, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't, uh, I don't get as much news over here as you guys do, but uh, where are well, you? I don't have the people. I'm just outside Toronto. Oh, okay, I'm, cool. Uh, I was obviously born in Liverpool, and uh, yeah, you still say Toronto style. like a Canuck, though, don't you? So. <laughs> You've got to learn to be understood. I spoke to where I want to be. Nobody else order anything at restaurants. <laughs> I know that because if you spend any time in the States, you can say the same thing over and over again, can't you? I haven't got a clue. Yeah. And it's all our fault. Yeah, but mm. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I, I cringe good. when I cast, my, cast myself saying tomato. But... <laughs> oh, oh, you've gone too far. No, there. you've overstepped the mark there. <laughs> all right, well, 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 nice one, Matt. Weather, Top Matt. man. Uh, the weather's awful, John. It's is it? Uh, it started snowing yesterday. It goes up to seven tomorrow, which is like a oasis for us. Yeah, so we have a bit of melt, but yeah, it's only it's, six it's here. Yeah, yeah so... well, it's minus five today, but it goes oh. up to seven. It's all right, it's twenty nine in Florida, so John's off to Florida yeah, weekend. That's, that's why he's referencing it. Yeah, yeah, she's a sensible yeah. one, leaving you in the frozen north. Yeah, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Cheers, Matt. Cheers, Top guys. man, Matt. Take care, mate. Hey, thank you. See you, mate. Ta-da. You're right, you do only need one of these blue things in your ring. Yeah, and you're all right. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Andy Burnham's been quite vocal, hasn't he? Of, um, I'm right to call him out as well. But it is that thing of it. It, it still smacks to me whether they say it was... It was... Um, had no effect at all. Is that one, when you start briefing journalists about what you're recommending for the commission before the commission started, and then the commission goes into place and then comes out with this sanction yeah. it it even if it isn't it looks dodgy it looks fishy to yeah, we me we talked about this last week it's like the selection of course of that um the other KC, you know who's chosen who the commission members are going to be you know he picks a guy with a track record with leads he picks a guy who was 15 years as west ham's finance director maybe just maybe both of those things are actually positive because they have experience mm. but we do they do you know pg mall do something similar you you, you you can't just say this person is totally and utterly above board therefore there'll be no question of what they're doing when someone is suddenly pops up and says but he lives in brighton and he's refereeing a brighton game mm. you know or, or he's he lives in withenshaw and he's doing a man city or whatever that's not being nasty about the individual's credibility no, just no. Saying, don't put people in a situation whereby integrity they, can be questioned can, yeah. can be questioned and it's quite interesting because uh, just to flip a little bit the gareth farrelly um inside the game oh yeah is watch it if you haven't it's magnificent mm. right and i had the luxury of watching it live and i've, I've li listened to it all you know when you published it mm. didn't realize must have must have missed it on the day that he's a member of the FA's judicial panel. Mm. So he'd be one of the guys, if the FA were doing this, not the Premier League, who mm. may get picked to sit on on the uh, on the commission itself. Yeah. Um, the FA's rules around that, if there's anything at all which would question your impartiality, you don't go, don't do it. Yeah, you don't got to do it. Yeah. Well, sorry, but anything at all means, I mean, you know, 10 years ago, I represented Leeds. Is that anything at all? I don't know. Mm. But if Leeds are then want a side case, which you're going to sit upon, it, it all gets a bit awkward, doesn't it? So um, I don't know. And it'd be interesting to see who has been selected when it becomes public mm. for the appeal. But all we know is it won't be the three guys who did the first one, will it? So 
Fever happens, fingers crossed, they'll uh, something will happen positively from it. But so, any more North Americans for us, Ned? Oh, we've Alex. got Alex. Where Alex, you, where are you? Where are you? Where are you calling from, Alex? And what do you want to say? Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah fine. I'm calling from London. Oh, okay. Um, thanks very much for uh, for all the commentary given on this. It's a pretty complex topic, so good to track it from you guys because you read a lot from all the other outlets and it gets a bit confusing um uh, well they, they, they have a vested interest some of those probably like us yeah you probably just I, I like our to... version of a vested interest <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah, good point i i i believe the 10 points is tough yeah mm. yeah yeah what does sit this this concept of corrupt mm. i i it almost feels like it's it's a word we're using because we haven't because the the word we want to use we just haven't found yet. But, mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at this and think, and maybe you can help me with this. But are we saying that appeal is a appeal is basically looking at how cause we know there's been issues around how the the calculation happened. I've, I've watched a few of your uh, dailies about this, and you know, mm-hmm. work there wasn't a formula or a clarity around the formula, but there's a bit of that. But are we are we really saying the appeal isn't based on saying no no we're not saying we didn't breach. Mm. What we're looking at is what the investigation process was and effectively looking for, for lack of a better phrase, what the judicial mistakes were in their process. So we're effectively looking for for things they did in their process of coming to that outcome that we can question the validity of it. We're not saying we didn't do it. We're just saying mm. that the way they've come to the decision was maybe based on incorrect. Um, procedural points, right? That's part of it, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's this the disproportionate. Again, we we've not. If you've been watching and you have done so, you'll know is that we've never said Everton are innocent in this because Everton have agreed that yeah, they've they've breached it. You know, there's a line, and Everton have gone over the line, and that's that's the way it is. We've you know, no one's no one's sat here saying. Yeah, Everton are totally innocent in this because we're not. We're not. <laughs> but the actual the actual punishment doesn't fit the crime, so to speak. It's it's yeah. incredible. I, That's what we're saying. I agree. Mm. And just just one other thing, was I right in understanding that the the maximum point? So you know, I, I had this image in my mind of these were all the things they had on the table that they could put on us, right? Mm. Yeah, transfer ban, etc. Yeah, expulsion from the league, right? Am I right in thinking that 12 points was the maximum that they could have given us? Or is it right that, that let's say, just for the sake of argument, we'd spent, overspent, not by 19 million, but 119 million. Could they have given us 50 points? Or, or was it 12 was the maximum they were allowed to give us within, within the construct of points deduction? The independent commission has, the, has a, a range of options open to them according to the rules, which include points yeah. deduction, but it doesn't say whether there's a maximum. So the short answer right, okay. is, yeah, we could have got given 50 points. Where the 12 points yeah. come from is that's what the Premier League asked for. Now, curiously, right, okay. the EFL is 12 points. Yeah, their, their version of this starts at 12 points being the maximum sanction, and then you mitigate yeah. it down. So, again, it appears that we, we they, uh, the Premier League, or indeed their commission, has tracked what goes on in the EFL and sort of followed that Taking without that, act- yeah. without actually saying that that's but what saying that 
Yeah, without admitting that that's yeah, what they've done. Yeah, they do Cause... reference the examples as we talked about before, Sheffield and, and Birmingham. Yeah. Because mm. I'll, I'll try and cover a couple of points real quick. You know, the Go stuff on. that Simon Jordan talks about, you know, he, he makes a lot about, you know, Everton didn't overspend by 19 million or, or it, they overspent, or, sorry, 120 million. They overspent by 300. And I'm like, well, all the clubs must have had adjustable losses. Well, I was going to say just... In a stadium, I, I just feel that's like a bit of... That's false. Almost a bit of fake yeah. news. It's no, like, it is you know. fake. That is hundred percent fake news. He knows that as well. It's absolute fake news. He knows that. And this is the problem, Alex. And you can carry on now. This is the problem. I just wanted to say this. This is the problem where other football fans have crossed and blurred the lines and believed everything they're told. He come up with this journalists like Matt, the werewolf. You know, Matthews and for the Daily Mail come up with this sensational headline. Because 19 and a half million isn't sexy, no. is it? 19 and a half million is nothing in Premier League rule. I mean, it is because you shouldn't be losing 35 million a year. But the, in the grand scheme of things, 19, 20 million, call it that, is nothing. Right? So that doesn't yeah. catch the headlines. Uh, Every other, sorry, I'll just finish. Yeah. Most other Premier League clubs lose money. It's been said by most owners. And then they put all the things you're allowed to claim for, women's team, youth, everything, 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 and it drags that right back across the line. Teams like Forest and Wolves, who are allegedly doing side deals with the Premier League now because their finances might be out of skew, they'll be doing the same. So will other clubs. So Everton have done nothing different. Everton have lost money. Why have they lost money? Well, they're building a brand new stadium. There was COVID. Other clubs lost money in COVID. Yet they did. Don't forget Arsenal and Tottenham took loans of 180 million off the government each, but then spent money on players. So you can look about the ethics of that. But they did yeah. it, and there was also a war. People can go. Then I don't. I don't include them. I don't take them excuses. Well, the, I, the, the but the reality the of it is said that's normal business. Yeah, normal business. So deal with. in a normal year, you'd have to deal with a one in you know one every hundred years global pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Building a brand new stadium that Everton haven't done for 140 years. Oh, and the war. Yeah. So when you exactly. add them on top of each other, there will be losses. Everton lost a huge amount of money from the war, the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Absolutely. So that's just reality. So when Simon Jordan spouts that 300 million, he is talking utter drivel because everybody yeah. does it. Everybody does it. But carry on, Alex. Come on. No, it, that that sits uncomfortably, and you know, the things you talked about. We also, uh, you know, player X. Uh, yeah, that's I know. That was such we a can't say his name. We can say his name. We can say his name. It's Yeah. Go it, on. It, carry on. I mean, I mean, that's that is our that is our. Uh, if I if I haven't missed missed anything in the meantime, that's still our highest transfer player. Mm. And those situations where effectively two years left of his contract, we lose him for nothing. Mm. I mean, that's so unique, isn't it? You know, how, mm. how many times has that happened? And, and the, where does the club sit with that? But the thing, but the thing that I feel uncomfortable about this uh, comes back to what I uh, mentioned at the start: is this concept of corrupt, right? Mm. You look at you look at teams like Leeds saying what they've been saying, and you think, guys, you you oversaw one of the worst mismanagement of expenditure in Premier League history, right? Yeah. And I appreciate that was in a different era, but it was still in the era of the Premier League when Everton were in the same league competing with, with disproportionate balances to what mm. they're at. You look at what's going on with Newcastle, you look at what's going on with Chelsea and City, 
Mm. And I, I, I saw something at the weekend. I think it was Ornstein did something at the weekend. He said the charges against City are different to the ones that Everton. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. here, here we go. Like this is this is such a great example of. On the one hand, on this day of journalism, Everton's is one charge and City's is 115. And then three days later, it's like, well, wait a second, we need to be sensitive to the fact that City's and Chelsea's are different. Mm. And it, it, you know, that to me is where I'm like, what it feels like is that over the course of time, the rule will get bent and then they'll say, by the way, lads, just make sure you turn the lights off before you leave. Yeah. Because you've got Newcastle doing this. You've got, you know, the first, I think I heard something that the first year of Chelsea... So the first year of of City's ownership was two hundred million losses. Mm. The thir- the first three years of Chelsea was five hundred million. Mm. So so in that sense, you're like well, we're not competing like for like. So I, but I don't know if that's corruption. That's what I'm saying. If they were the rules mm. and those used to be the rules, it's like it's like literally saying, well, the tax was different ten years ago, but the tax now is different. You can't you can't. Say I I I I I've declared my taxes wrong because ten years ago that guy didn't pay the taxes I'm paying now. That's mm. a bit of one of those things. Say, well, is it corrupt or is it just the rules have just changed? I, and mm. unfortunately, we're the wrong side of the rules now. I and, think, and the last thing I'd yeah, cool. the last comment would be the thing that does stick in my throat a bit is with the city and the Chelsea stuff is one. Is it that Chelsea and City are on the receiving end of this stuff only for the fact that it was leaked? Because <laughs> if it wasn't leaked, would Chelsea and City just be walking along as though watching us, poor old Everton, going, oh, you know, it's really bad. But in reality, they're just walking away with no one paying any attention to it. And, and the second one is they, they keep saying, well, Everton's was one charge, so it could get brought to the docket. But, but City's and Chelsea's are much more complex. And my argument to that is, well, simplify it then. Go and find the first six from City mm. and penalise them for them, and we'll deal with the other 111 later. This idea that, that City are, are immune from prosecution on the simple fact that they've breached it so heavily, I just think it sends a, the wrong message out to the league to say, in the case of Everton, and this was the one that really stuck in my throat, was they said, Decore scored the winning goal that's kept Everton up in the last yeah. day. Decore was one of the players that was bought over that That's window. Balling. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a second. What about all Not the other true. nonsense, <laughs> useless players that we bought over that period mm. that would, that amounted to the square root of zero? There's no. It was just, it was almost just lazy journalism. It's like guys, you just you just pouring petrol on a on a flaming fire. You don't yeah. need to do that. But I, anyway, I just, I just the comment of corruption. Mm. When I saw all the the banners, I felt a bit. Honestly, I felt, I just felt a bit uncomfortable about it because I'm like. Is this corruption or is it the fact that they're, they're making the rules up on the hop? And unfortunately, we're in a situation where everyone else has benefited from the rules that we're now being penalised for. Is that corruption or do we have to reflect the fact that Can I ask you a question? we're just the wrong side yeah. of that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think corruption is a shorthand for the ills of the behaviours of the Premier League. And, and I agree with you. You know, an, an absolute interpretation of it might mean it's not necessarily fit for purpose but question i would ask you is do you, do you think that the premier league ever demonstrates for example a willingness to be dishonest right during a process i.e changing the goalposts movement as you just said yourself making it up as they go along is that the is that is that you know above board is that operating in utmost good faith for example you know and if they're not operating in utmost good faith where's the line drawn when you say when you cross that line you're being dishonest 
because as soon as you cross that line and being dishonest and as there's a lot of money about here fundamentally the willingness to be uh, dishonest for financial gain that's corruption right and there's you know but this is the way but this is the way the world works right of course yeah, it, yeah absolutely I, yeah. well in the world in the world that i live in you know take me as an take me as a personification of everything right I don't have the ability to shelter my money because I get paid through PAYE, right? Yeah. So in that sense, if I dis- if I if I do my tax return and I, I falsify my my records, I could get fined by HMRC. Whereas Indeed. if I'm Manchester City, which means I'm a billionaire, I've got four or five different tax advisors sheltering money for me all over the place, and no one even knows that it exists. So on paper, I earned about five grand last year, but actually I've got millions and millions hiding in different places. What well, one you know and. Uh, maybe it's a bad analogy, but my point is that from a point of view of corruption, I feel that the issue with the Premier League is things are moving so quickly in the Premier League. Like the idea of, of PIF coming in and buying Newcastle, where allegedly the government are sending messages of encouragement to the Premier League saying this is a good thing to do now, that, that um, they're not um, you know, uh, illegally streaming and let's get on with it. I mean that, that you know when, when I think it's more to do with that? fighter aircraft and uh, illegal streaming but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, I know okay. what you mean and, and, uh, turn a blind eye for the for the next few minutes yeah. and and the guy who, the who rubber is, stamps it will leave was, anyway yeah but the point was in that moment in that moment it was good it was deemed to be good for football it was deemed to be good for the Premier League it was deemed to be good well, for, for the UK so government yeah I'm not sure it was. not yeah, sure for football but the UK government yeah but the point is that you're now in a situation where you, you, you've got this pressure on football. I mean, to me, when you look at uh, financial fair play sanctions, you know, Chelsea, did Chelsea get underneath it? Not notwithstanding the stuff they're being accused of now. But the fact is that the club got sold, right? So the clubs getting sold helped so effectively balance that out by saying, well, you've actually been misspending for years. But the fact that there was a sale of the club artificially inflated how much money was coming in. I just think it's just. I think my issue with it is there's so there's so much going on, and there's so much money coming into the game now. That back to your original point, John, um, is it, it where is the line drawn? Because the problem is it changes so quickly that that line is getting reset all the time. But I don't know if it's necessarily from the point of view of corruption, or just on the face of it, the reality that the Premier League is just such a fast-moving business that that. What what was the rules that made sense yesterday become r- new rules tomorrow? Yeah, not out of anything that's Machiavellian, just out of the fact that it's so fast paced and it's changing it all the time. I, I, think, I don't know. I think if you if you carry on, you may find a, you get a phone call from the Premier League saying if, if you'd like to be on their defence, to be on their defence team. But but I mean, I think you're right. I think what often happens is in environments like this where it all gets hard and difficult. You, we, we've all been there probably when we're kids. You know, you, your dad says, did you break that cup? And you go, no. Before you know it, you're getting beat the hell out of for something much more serious because it exposes other things. And that I think that's what's gone on, really. If you look, going back to the things about financial fair play or, you know, in, in the days of City and Chelsea and so on, if you look, Chelsea's a really good example because clearly... They did get in under the wire. They were allowed to spend huge sums of money to come from being, you know, a relatively for a long time middle-ranking team to right at the top of the stack. But that they had to maintain that spending when there was regulation, 
right? And they didn't have the commercial turnover and you start to get all the interested parties type restrictions and so on. So they were doing stuff off the books. So going back to your analogy around you're doing pay as you earn, but if you do self-assessment and choose not to tell them you've got savings and you choose not to tell them like you sold a house or whatever, 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 then that's tax evasion, right? And tax yeah. evasion minimally is dishonest, yeah? Um, yeah. Now, if HMRC don't pick you out the hat to check you out, you'll get away with it. They can't check finite detail on tens of millions of people every single year. So if you do that as a one-off, you might get away with it. And what we have here is entities which appear to have become institutionalized into breaking the rules because they can get away with it because they never get picked out. Chelsea have owned up and taken a punishment from UEFA for their crime, if you will. The football league, uh, Premier League rather, they're still investigating. Right, so you, th- but, see, but you to, know, to me that's fraud. To me, uh, to me, what, what, what Everton have done is is a total mismanagement of expenditure. Yes, which indeed. Is absolutely bonk- which is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, right? absolutely. There's, there's there's notwithstanding reasons for that that Baz described very be- much better than I could. In the case of Chelsea and and uh, City, it's fraud. Yes, it's like yeah. you knew that you couldn't actually balance the books. So the way you did that was by putting money down the back of it, X, Y, and Z. And making it look as if they've done it. You see which, what I did? Yeah, absolutely. What I did? Yeah, sorry, mate. And one trophies. Yeah, and one things throughout. Yeah, and and so you, we we talked about this very early on when this started, didn't we? If you and tell you tell me what you think. To be honest, mate, um, if you're going to break these rules, break them big, because the bigger yeah, the, exactly. the bigger the breach, the harder it is for them to punish you. Because I, I read over the weekend in one of the broadsheets that. The smart money says that the Premier League may, may be ready to confront Man City in three or four years' time. How many more Champions League titles are they going to win between now and then? How many Premier League titles are they going to do? They will have acquired, broke all the records, and Harlem will have left again before the Premier League ever get this thing into court, right? We talked about it, and I wrote on the MTAG as well. They opened Pandora's box, and now they are madly trying to get it closed again. But at the end of the day, Richard Masters has read the room wrong. His own witness statement should be published so we can all see it, right? Because he clearly was, in my view, just based on what we know, he was um, behaving in a way uh, beneath the role that he has, if I'd be polite about it. Because the Premier League referred Everton to an independent commission back in March, and they said they would not be discussing it ever again until the judgment of the Independent Commission had been published on their website. Meanwhile, they started briefing journalists. Mm. And the That's probably... not corruption, though, is it? Uh, it depends whether... <laughs> is, is it dishonest? Hang on, can I come in here? Can yeah, I come in here? Can I come in here? Right? The corrupt... but, just, just to say, I, I feel I'm disgusted by it. It's a big I'm word. Corrupt is a big league. word. I'm just saying corruption something like... I'm trying to... I'm trying to just answer why you you, you question the corrupt thing. Uh, it's not solely on the fact we're nineteen and a half million pound outside the rules. You can look at things like why they decided to put extra rules in place once Everton were called into a commission on August the tenth. Is that not corrupt to try and fudge the result? I would say so. Like I couldn't go to a judge and go, listen, you know the way you do in this case in court. Now that's ongoing. I'm going to leak all these stories to the press. And also, I suggest you give this fella life for robbing that Mars bar because I would be trying to corrupt the judge and the opinion. So come from there. 
we can look at footballing decisions for the Premier League. We can look at Konati incidents, which Evertonians don't like. It was disgusting treatments of two same, the same incident on the same pitch on the same day and two different outcomes. Wolves fans are singing it last night. They've been done last night. There is stuff going on that people start looking and go, this isn't right. This isn't right. And I think where the corrupt thing has been put out now is it's a, it's a points total. It's a thing that's been added up. So everyone's putting all of these incidents together, these rules, one on top of the other. And the last thing, which happens to be the 10 points, has tipped everybody over the edge. So now when you bandy all that together, Alex, you come up with a word, and that word is corrupt. You can look back and go, is it corrupt for an organisation to say to you, if you want to buy milk from the corner shop, I have to approve it? And which is what the Premier League were doing for two years. Oh, make sure you sell your best player. Oh, sell that player as well. Oh, get rid of that player as well. And you know when you do all that, I'm still going to shop you because this fella's coming down the road threatening me with an independent regulator. Now, my thing, Alex, my question is, why did the Premier League try to work with Everton in the first place? If we're, if we're being totally honest about it, I know why. Oh, hang on. If we're being totally honest about it, what are they doing? They should have just said to Everton, you're over the thing, mate. You're getting done six points. Off we go. Move on. You don't try to work with someone and go, yeah, oh, but, but, do, no, no. Play, mate, play, look, play we're going to disagree because we're going around in circles, mate. You, you're on go on. Do we on. know? Do we know? Because, I, I, by the way, I, when I saw that, like when I saw the first day and I, and I watched yeah. you on now, I was like, do you know what? Baz is absolutely right on this. A, we're getting a fine because we're actually in the hole for ten million because of us losing our position, eleven. It is, is, but yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Se- yeah. Secondly, we've been having this argument for the last two years about trying to stay in the conform- conforming to the Premier League rules. Yeah. When actually yeah. we should have been gone. Wait a second, we're in the hole here. Let's go and spend another one hundred and fifty million. Get to fifth in the league. Sustain it for two seasons. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Give us and we'll take the, and we'll we'll take the ten points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that I, when you when you said that, I was like, oh my god, we've we've we've. We've effectively been hoodwinked here because we've been in with the Premier League saying, how do we make this right? How do we make this look good? You've got to control, you've got to control. Our next yeah. spend's been appalling, right? Yeah. The, the, the bit that I don't know, and maybe you know this better, so I'll defer to you boys in this, is was it the case, because it's a bit of this where it's like someone going almost like in a parental way, going to your kids going, you know, you've only got 10 quid pocket money there, right? You know, just make sure you spend it wisely, yeah? And if they go off and say, yeah, thanks, Dad, very much, I'm going to borrow another tenner off my mate, I don't have any way to stop that from happening, you know? So what I'm trying to get at in that situation is, over that two-year period, were the Premier League actually stopping us from doing things or the Premier League going, I wouldn't recommend you go and do that. And then we go off and get a nana anyways. Okay, so if we... I'm not not against a nana. Okay, so let me... No, no, no. Right, let me answer it, Alex. There's a great... This is what Ornstein said on the uh, Let's Stick to Footy thing with Gary Neville and it's absolute bollocks he wasn't prepared it's absolute bollocks right it's great saying Everton sold Luca Dean for 27 and a half million that money should never then have been spent on Michalenko and Patterson without doing his homework so we so let's let's round numbers up right it was less than this but I'm going to round it up Everton got 27 and a half million in for Luca Dean Everton bought Nathan Patterson and Michalenko 
at a cost of six million a year. It's not that much, but I'm going to call it six million a year. Which means Everton made a profit of twenty one point five million from that sale, right? So should Everton have made that sale? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because funnily enough, we have to compete. So if Everton would have said right, and I just wish Gary Neville would have let me go and sit opposite Ornstein because I would have taken the cleaners <laughs> on this. We have to. We we can say to the Premier League, or the Premier League can say, tell you what, John. Don't go and buy a packet of biscuits there because it might tip you over the edge. But John might go, that's sound, boys, but if I don't buy that, I'm going to starve to death. And that's probably worse than what you're going to do. Because Everton have to compete. If Everton went, we've got no midfield players and we're not going to spend any money, so we'll just use David Ornstein. There's been lads in the academy. Okay, let's go and put Lewis Warrington in midfield and let's go and put... Metcalf in, and this isn't a slayer on those kids, by the way. Inexperienced youngsters. Put the inexperienced youngsters in and Everton get relegated. So it costs Everton £140 million a season. But on, because... You're contradicting yourself by what you're saying there, then. Because no, what but... you're, saying is, you're saying is we've been under review for two years in the Premier League. We have to survive. So we took but we the did. decision to go... But we did survive because we, we only spent money what we got in. Can I add something? So I'm going to say we we got told to sell the child. Oh, sorry, we, you've got to bring in sixty million pounds by twenty three fifty nine tomorrow night. Yes, yes. And, and everyone buying knew that. Knew it. So we lost money yeah. on the child. Now people could argue, and I've seen people say we lost twenty million easily on that. Brazil's number nine, double figures every year. Blah blah. blah. We don't know. We might have got seventy million for the child. We know is that. Daniel Levy is the most brutal negotiator in the league. Who knew? Who had four aces in the hole, mm. type of thing, mm. and he knew. So I'd be distraught if I was him, if people thought that I actually paid top dollar when I had all the cards, right? So it's intangible. You're right, you can't mm. put a number on it. But there is no doubt that in different circumstances, Richarlison would have gone for significantly more than but, he did. But Everton could have said, I'll tell you what then, give us the six points and we'll keep Ritty because, Or give us ten points, because yeah, with yeah. him... We'll we'll finish. We got no chance of getting relegated. He'll score goals and we'll make money. But, but I, I do get what you're saying, but what I'm trying to say to you is, we did. We, there was three or four Everton players who were let go who they didn't want to. There was three or four transfers Everton had in the door that would have made a huge difference that we had to pull the plug on because the Premier League wouldn't allow it despite repayments and everything being fine for Everton. We lost out on... Was kudos from uh, West Ham? No, that was was just Ajax. Well, what happened was Ajax bought Anthony, so they pulled the plug on that Uh, deal. uh, But we had players who would have come in and made a huge difference, which probably would have... I mean, Frank Lampard might have still been in a job had he been able to get a couple of the ones they wanted that the Premier League then went, oh, no. I don't think so. So it's it's. I understand your point, but Everton do have to a strengthen the squad to try to stay in the league to make sure there's a big income stream coming in. And it really wasn't a case of oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you lads because I, I don't think that happened. Can I make an but, observation? Yeah, come on. Right, because you know to some degree we disagree on this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, David Ornstein. To me, and I know he didn't get it, he thinks he got edited badly. So mm. the balance he tried to put into his thing with, with Gary Neville and, mm. and the other two w- w- wasn't all there. Just pour some. Danny, on the spreadsheet that comes in for the year, it comes in as the full amount. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you talking about how, Just the, how, yeah, yeah. how the difference yeah, 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 was? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Great but, um, you know, and he, he got a bit wrong 
talking about the big numbers, you know, hundreds of millions of losses yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and all that sort of stuff. But I think something that's getting being lost in this debate mm. is, uh, let's do this one step at a time. One, <clears throat> if we sell Luca Dean because mm. the manager doesn't want him, which mm. is fundamentally the reason, and that generates 27 million quid yeah, or whatever it was, yeah, and then we choose to bring some players in because we want to compete, mm. And if that I stay up, well, yeah, whatever, right? Compete yeah, yeah, yeah. the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And therefore, instead of booking twenty-seven million pounds that year, we book what? What do you think it six. was? Six. It wasn't six. It was less. It was five. It was Patterson's two and Michalenko okay. was like so three and a half. Again, because when we did this, you and I offline a number of days ago, we we made all the numbers coming in low and all the numbers mm. going out big, mm. didn't we? Mm. So let's say we do what we do. And the net outcome of that is we don't book in that financial year plus 27 million. Mm. We only book plus 20. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, that seven, 7 million mm. would have meant our breach wouldn't have been 19 and a half, be 12 and a half. Mm. And that's a decision that we made. Yeah. Okay. The thing that seems to be getting missed, though, mm. is that why would Everton do that? This is where Ornstein's, David Ornstein's coming from. Mm. Why would they do that? They should have been saving any penny they could mm. to, to stay within the rules. And he's right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Well done, David. Mm. Except if you read the judgment, Everton thought they were comfortably within. Yeah, 87.5, wasn't it? I think it's 87.5. And actually, the Premier League thought it was a number smaller than 124 and a half, mm. right? And then they cha they changed theirs and Everton changed mm. theirs. Because Everton are getting beaten up on the basis of one minute you're saying you weren't guilty, the next minute you're owning up. One minute the Premier League was saying it was X, then they were saying it was X Yeah, sorry, that was a bit I was going to come yeah. on through. It got, so, stuff got changed that yeah. way through. So, yeah. so when you're in the boardroom of that's where it is, can mm. you imagine it, the infamous form that Bill has to sign, mm. and Farah has to yeah. sign for Patterson. Mm. Where are we on FFP? Oh, we're, we're well in. Mm. What yeah. the Premier League? What the Premier League think? Well, they uh, agree with uh, us. Everything's mm. fine. They've even told Burnley yeah. and other clubs that we're, we're fine. Yeah, don't okay. forget they did tell Burnley yeah. and the other clubs that Everton weren't over. Yeah, remember right. that. And, and yeah, unless, and unless we forget, and we, could, we, we could have we could have done it to Chelsea and put them on eight-year contracts as well. We would have exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Grand a year, so. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but lest we forget, if we are and clearly we've owned up, so we must be. Mm. But if we've been in breach of the one hundred and five limit. Yeah. In the most recent financial year that we've all seen accounts for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the year before. Yeah. We never got done, did we? Mm. Guess why? Because we were working with the Premier League. Mm. Why were we working with the Premier League? Why did they want to work with us? Because in those moments, they knew that their regulation was to stop businesses going down. Mm. So the f first sanction you got was going on a naughty step and and getting put into special measures and close observation and all those sorts of things. If we as a club have spent 12, 18 months or two years, whatever it is, in close observation with the Premier League and nowhere along that line did either party say, lads, you're still breaching these rules. Mm. What are you doing? Right? Our club, in the smugness of the former chief exec's behaviour, <laughs> said, we're all right. You know, mm. we're working close with these guys. Everything's fine. And then you have to read the judgments to see what changed. And the claim from the Premier League, if I remember correctly, with not the exact, exact words, is they felt that information they'd been provided by Everton was a bit um, not true. And therefore, they changed their position as well. Hmm, and, that's and, interesting. And, and that's... Why Why do you fundamentally change your behaviour if the object of the exercise is to stop businesses going down? 
st- mm. you don't want to you don't want to punish fans you don't want to punish communities you don't want to do anything until a regulator appears over the horizon mm. all those you- things i i, I don't, I don't disagree with you I, and and you know baz you talked about i watched that um everton Liverpool game with my boy mm. and it's like how, how do you explain to him yeah no, no. those yeah. you know like 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 Timikas within 30 seconds does an identical thing and, mm. and but the, the reason why I, I try and step away from it a little bit is you then see how bad Wolves have got it. Oh, absolutely. And, you're like, and, and then you're like, well, wait a second. Are we, are we in a situation where we're saying that the Premier League have got, you know, a hit list of four teams that they're going to go and hammer for the rest of the season through dodgy VAR decisions? I, I almost try and feel just as a fan. I'm like, do you know what? I want to step away from it a bit and go, yeah. do you know what? Everton have been badly managed for decades, right? Mm. It. I, I, I don't 100% subscribe to this idea that we're going to be absolutely fine. I, I, no. I watched the game on the weekend and thought we would have buried those chances if we weren't 10 points in the hole. We, 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 mm. we were tentative. We were snatching at it. And yeah. you can tell how it was impacting the lads. You're right. Mm. You're right. But So so I don't believe it's a, a way to completely stay up. What I do believe, though, is there's a bit of me that feels, you know, let's imagine in an ideal world this, this appeal goes ahead. We question the validity of the appeal, and we you we are the first for all the reasons we've described in the time I've had with you today. But we're also the first that says this isn't a this isn't a um, a, a reliable structure of how you penalise teams. We're going to appeal to have a reasonable structure that ends up let's say for the sake of five points, right? And and we challenge that and create some structure that benefits not just us but other teams that might come into the same position in the future. To me, what feels a little bit cathartic is we're now in a situation with hopefully a stable manager with a group of players that for the first time in 10 years I look at and say, okay, I really, I'm, you know, we're going to have an honest game today. We're going to give anyone a tough game. We've got a group, we've got, you know, and hopefully, I mean, I'm not exactly enamored with the new, new ownership model that's potentially coming in, but that's another conversation for another day. But it almost feels like, do you know what, maybe this whole thing so long as we get through the season, is actually now a point where we're like we just we just need to clean up. We go into this new stadium with a proper financial model, where the Premier League are now off our back because we've we've taken our hit. Let the others deal with their stuff, and we can just go back to doing what we did for the last seven games, which is do really really well without anyone paying any attention to us. And for me, if that's what the next two seasons look like, as you go into new grounds, I almost feel like the weight's off my shoulders a bit as a fan, and and. And in the meantime, just feeling like that everyone's out to get us. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, I, I, and maybe this is just me trying to make peace of it. I just look at them and go, you guys are just incompetent. It, it, you know, you're, you're incompetent and you're so incompetent at what you do that it actually looks like you're corrupt because you can't make any decision with any logic or any consistency and you just look completely stupid. Uh, and and maybe that's just my sort of coping mechanism, but when I saw those signs, I thought, as an Everton fan watching it, do I feel do I feel comfortable that all the people that are my kind of community are calling it corrupt? I don't know. Just didn't sit with me, and that's the reason why I wanted to no, discuss fi- it. With you, Alex, you made you've made some good. I'm going after goal because got two weeks. You made some yeah, really good sorry. points, but I think. The corruption thing isn't born out of just the 10 points, though. It's a, a cumulative add-up of decision-making, 
awful guidance from the Premier League, changing rules halfway through, trying to... Don't forget as well, Everton in 20... I don't want to go on about this, I'm just going to say it right now, but in 21, they were accepting stuff that was to do with the stadium, and then they've decided now, oh no, actually you can't do that anymore. That That doesn't work. That doesn't work halfway through financial. So when people read it all, and they do, and Evertonians are like bleeding detectives after time, when they read the stuff and it doesn't add up, that's what it looks like to them, corruption. Mm. So so there you go. You don't have to buy into that. You can go, well, I just think it's bad management of the club. No one's sat here, by the way, going, no, you're wrong, Alex. The club's been managed brilliantly because it hasn't. Yeah. It's there for everybody <laughs> to see. It's there for everybody to see. But um, we're going to have to go because we've got two waiting. Appreciate well, listen, it. great call. Thanks yeah. for taking Cheers, the time, boys. mate. Bye-bye. Take Thanks. care to our pal, to our pal. Uh, Who have we got next, Ned? Brian. It's Brian in Brian. Sweden. Brian. It's the Brian. What do you want to say, mate? What's your point? Back to a little bit because this is going to be discussed again and again. And by the way, what a great call. Alex should be in the studio. I think even Ped would have difficulty interrupting him. <laughs> he knows what he wanted to say. Yeah, he said fair it play well. to him. Hey, made his point. Go on, Brian. What do you want to say? Uh, I, I was pointing the finger at uh, you guys at Toffee TV, actually. Mm. Um, uh, as this is a very uh, very important juncture in the history of Premier League football, English football, uh, I want to know, have you been contacted by other fan channels putting your or Everton's point of view across? Um, no. Because right, then this is what you have to do. I think Toffee TV should pick up the gauntlet and run with it. I think it's got to be the the forerunner and the uh, bear the banner as uh, and get on other channels and explain Everton's position and what's happened and why. So that the the interested football public, put it that way, mm. uh, rather than tabloid readers, actually get to find out some of the facts of this uh, horrible story. Why don't I you think do that? That's not a bad idea. Be- people don't want to know. I know they don't. But that's we, had, we had 50,000. It's not a bad idea, though, is it? We had, well, it's not a bad idea, but we had. they don't listen. Two of my mates run a big channel, and they'd done a video, and I spoke to both of them, and one of them kind of took it a little bit, and the other one was like, nah, should have got 25 points. She's been cheating. And I was like, how have we cheated then? Well, you spent 500 million last two seasons. I was like, where? <laughs> well, that's what I've been told by journalists. Why would they lie? They're not interested. Exactly my the, point. The easiest thing for other fans is to jump on the bitterness trail. And that's all they are. Mm-hmm. So there's no point. It's everywhere. Until it happens to them. Exactly. When it you happens to them, they'll be bitching and crying. Newcastle fans oh, have been gosh. taking the piss. They've been had a bad decision last night. Now they're fuming. Oh, to disgrace, it's this, it's that. Evertonians are laughing at them today because that could have cost them going through. Well, we're all in the same. Wolves mm. fans, they were probably laughing a few weeks ago that we were up for a commission. Now they're on the end of it. I actually feel sorry for them because it's a disgrace what's happening the to them. Great. But then they're also having their own side deals with the Wouldn't Premier League. that be a very good starting point? No, Brian, it's, it's, a, it's a really, course. listen, it's a really good idea. I just don't think people are interested. People don't want well, to it. know. You have to start. You've got to get... It's a snowball effect. Believe me, I'm, mm. the amount of snow I'm looking at now, it's a snowball effect. You've got to start the ball rolling. 
and it's got us, and it's always hardest in the beginning. When you started off this channel, what was it like? That no, one, no, this people over. You've got to start. You've got yeah. to. You've got to. We can but ask, bro. Can't we? We bro? have to we convince the greater football public of what is really going on and why Everton have been treated like they have. Because it's not just us. It is, as we've said many times before, it affects them just as much later. And uh, as Pat has often said, we've got to get the football supporting community together, uh, united in some way. And this is mm. one bloody, just one way of doing it. It's always hardest at the beginning. We'll try. And if Baz doesn't want to try, I'll do the trying. But I you're going on, yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah, digital world, my friend, digital world. Yeah, yeah. But but but, you know, Brian, um, Baz is right. People don't want to know because, particularly for the independent stuff, mm. um, they play to an <laughs> audience, like... and if their audience are much more comfortable with singing songs about you or cheating bees and all this sort of stuff, then they're not going to stick their head above the parapet. And, and go against but they don't them. have to it's just my point they don't have to all they do is interview you have a chat about it and what you do what you're doing you're, th you're throwing seeds mm. you're, going, you're throwing seeds out in the in, in the, out the grass yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Hoping, all you need is a few to start taking root when's the next overlap you will develop and a few more and a few more and it's momentum. It's a snowball effect. You have to start somewhere. You've got to push barriers. You've got to break down walls. You have to get through their ignorance. I think you're right, okay? And and I think that but the, the underlying thing which you're talking about, Brian, which I can't advocate enough for, is that fans in this country need to get themselves all pulling in the same direction um, because what's happening at the moment, and it's momentum will build up on this, I think, in... in coming weeks or whenever, particularly when we know when the, the appeal's going to be, the people who are going to be punished most don't have a voice in that commission. There's no fan representation at all. Mm. You've got lawyers and marketeers talking to lawyers, you know, with some spectators called football clubs, yeah? And yet they're playing games with the mental health and, and the, the well-being of people who take this far more serious than they do from a passion perspective. And, and, you and don't see the irony and the the, the uh, double standards in this because yeah. when the uh, the horrible six did want to do their little jaunt a couple of years ago, uh, oh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, and I'd never heard it before. Oh, the fans are suffering. You've got to think about the fans. Remember? Oh, absolutely. I've never heard a word of that since. And now, when it really is affecting the fans, then uh, our wallet uh, doesn't really matter anymore. So I think what we have to do, and I would. And really push on Toffee TV to be to, to have a this would be great marketing for the channel, and you'll get a lot more independent viewers as opposed to Evertonians viewing if you're coming out with logical argument. Because I'm telling you, you've thrown these, you're sowing the seeds, some are going to take root, and the channel will win in the, in the long run. I guarantee you, we'll give it a go. And football supporters, we'll give it a go. You've just if they've got to be interested first. You've got to make them interested, Barry. <laughs> Trust me, running this, they do where the, they follow the numbers. That's all. And if they we'll look try. and go, if but they we look, try, yeah, we can try. We'll see. We'll get it. Ned can represent us. Ned will tie them in knots. Ned will tie them in knots. Be sound. Yeah, that was off his shoulder as well. There's a hierarchy, you know. Yeah, but there is an underlying in there, yeah, Brian, which is, is that the, the, the wider football community in this country 
doesn't know the half of it because yes, the agreed, agreed. because the that is exactly my point yeah That's because exactly the mainstream you have to go and yeah sort of knocking down walls you yeah. have to start breaking down barriers you've got to get through these thick skulls and say, look, lads, this is, if you really care about this sport, you really care about your club, you better listen. You know, just imagine, how much, mm-hmm. just imagine how much pressure somebody somewhere, perhaps inside, you know, a football league called Premier or something, yeah, the pressure they're putting on to very large media outlets who are all bidding to get the broadcast rights. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and how much are you going to sell Toffee TV for? Oh, anything um, that gets me on a beach. Yeah, yeah. Out the cold. Yeah, he's oh, winging. Come on, Rick, he's winging. <laughs> it, it is cold in this. No, it's just the studio. I love yeah, the snow. Yeah. I love the snow. Just it's freezing in the studio. Yeah. My feet are like ice. Pair of socks then today. I know. I've like I said, I'm I'm not, I'm not well this week. I'd have probably been <laughs> I'd have probably been all right on a normal week. Yeah, but. Well, on hey another hope. day, I told you about a cure which you do over here, but I'll, uh, I'll leave that to another day because you've another caller and you've, yeah. you've had a, a good chat. So anyway, yeah. get to be around the shops, I tell you. Get okay. Market, yourself, market yourselves. Good Cheers, that, it's a good idea, to be fair, Brian. Let's see what comes Cheers, of it. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Thank mate. You. Take bye. care. See you later. You bye, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. It's colder where he is. Yeah, it will be. But I bet you he's got warmth. All right. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that Ned. thing that's by you, which we try and use to cool, doesn't it? Heat. Who's next, Ned? Uh, Lewis. Hey uh, a good try, but it's uh, it is Louis. Don't, don't worry, everybody gets it wrong. Is it Louis? Yeah, everyone gets right. it wrong. Okay, hey, I'm only following Ned. It's Louis. Go ahead, Louis. What do you want to say, mate? Reading right this so, week. So. It's I'm in a bit of a weird spot. So I've been in a bit of a mental limbo for the past few days, or rather, the past couple of weeks, to be fair. Okay. And I'm struggling to come to terms with everything that's really gone on. Mm. <clears throat> because a ten, there's a 10 point deduction, and we've lost a game in the middle of it. And now I'm thinking after the 10 point deduction, I thought, okay, it's fine. We've, we've had a big setback, but I think we're good enough as it stands to come, out, to come out of this mess. And then losing as bad as we did to Manchester United, especially after watching that second half, it kind of mm. makes me feel like. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. So every every day, every other day this week, I keep thinking, "Oh, we're in a mess," or "Or we're fine again." I just don't know where where to stand. Um, and you've come to me. <laughs> I'm with you, Lou. I'm with you. I I still feel like we'll be all right because we have won as many games as the bottom three combined. So, sorry, three of the bottom four. We've we've just got to get our mindset right. This is and this is the problem is that had we had the ten points hanging over us until the appeal was done, we'd be in a different mind space, we'd be more confident. And this next set of games would have been approached totally differently. United would have been approached totally differently. On Sunday, walking in the ground, it felt like a must win game. And I don't know whether it would have felt like a must-win game had we not had these points taken off us. It would have felt like a game we can win, absolutely. Mm. Would it have been a must-win? I'm not convinced. And therefore, the pressure, Alex said on the last one, we'd have probably taken some of those half... Well, not they weren't even half. Dwight McNeil's was, wasn't a half chance. It was an open goal. We'd have took those chances. And that pressure that's been heaped on us by the Premier League and done deliberately is... 
that's the way it is. Not change the whole goalposts. Now, the reality is Luton will win games every now and again. Mm. That that won't change. We've just got to do what we do. Burnley will probably win a couple of games. They might even beat us because they haven't won. You know, the, it'll be like that, won't it? And we have just got to do what we can do. And, and it's depressing because it was heading two weeks ago. It was looking like a season where we could just relax a little bit mm. and just enjoy the footy. Whereas now it looks like it's going to be a season again, a slog again. Because and it's it feels worse this time because it isn't just because we're crap. Someone's yeah. done something to us, and that and that's always injustice. Mm. That's how I feel. I still feel like we'll be okay, but we do have to start winning some games quickly. Otherwise, we will get to a place where we might start feeling sorry for ourselves. And mm. the, you've mentioned before the points gap might all of a sudden we might be like eight or nine points away from Luton. Mm. What does that do to them? So it is. It's a real tough one. It's a real I didn't tough think one. That, I didn't think that immediately after the game that would this game have played out differently had we had not lost the 10 points beforehand? Because I was thinking that we, it felt like a very confident side going into like the group of fixtures that we've got. And I wondered if like there was a lot of there was a lot of pressure put on the players because now we have to win all of the games that have just been taken off us. Mm. Yeah. No, and I think has it really, and to me, it's like, has it really galvanised the players or has it put too much unnecessary pressure on a team that feels like it's only just found its feet? I, I think Deitch's approach to football management is to keep level-headed. You know, when he talks about don't celebrate wildly when you win and don't go ultra-depressive when you lose. So I think within some small margins either side of that balance line, I would expect that's what we went into the game with. Clearly, you get all the fan support stuff. I think a bigger impact was a worldie after three minutes. No, was. you know, and and then you go, you know, you you miss chances. Can you imagine that the halftime pep talk from the managers all about keep doing what you're doing, take some of these goddamn chances, will you please? And then we give a penalty away five minutes into the second half or whatever it was. Well, and, we didn't come out for the second half. It was ten minutes that they give the penalty. Well, didn't okay, come out. Ten minutes didn't do right? a thing. Second but it was half. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and therefore they. Again, I think that's part of how the manager operates. He would have said, there's loads of time, you know, get yourself mm -hmm. into the game. I actually don't know why we didn't come out, you know, out the traps at a thousand miles an hour, yeah. running around all over the place, clattering into tackles. Mm -hmm. You know, crowd would have stayed up, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And But the ease with which they were just able to play a simple ball to cross the ball, and then there's a worldie after that. But even so, stop the cross, stop the cross type yeah. thing. Um, so none of us know what goes on inside people's heads, unfortunately. Only they know. Mm. And they can all say the right things, but the things we're hearing players say now are no different from what they were saying when they were under a huge pressure of relegation and were flaking mentally on the pitch, you mm. know? Um, so it's the old Tyson thing, isn't it? You know, they've all got a plan till I punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so I think sporting integrity inevitably is compromised when you get an immediate 10-point deduction. Mm. It has to be. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean it's wrong, <clears throat> Because you have been punished, yeah. Mm. Um, the but challenge... we have had a triple punishment. We've had the monetary yeah. punishments because yeah. of the meta places. We're in the bottom three when we weren't. That's right. And we've had a mindset punishments, which affects and in theory, games. and 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 because you do the sporting integrity thing. Imagine a scenario, we wish, mm. where th this appeal plays out, and it, you know, the result comes in. Hopefully before Christmas. Let's say it drips into twenty twenty four. Do you reckon February, John? That's ridiculous. Mm. You know, 
So let's say February, and they go, you know what? Oops, sorry, all wrong. Here's your 10 points back. Mm. And that puts us only three points behind Luton. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? It, 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 it seems daft. It really does. And Italy, did they have to go through an appeals process? The minute they put the appeal and they got the points back. Well, there you go. So maybe that's what should happen here. But again, it's not in the statutes, is it? It's not mm. in the rules. Well, he won't. There's not a chance they'll give Everton the points back. Yeah. They'll be you, you're guilty. Well, and... let's hope Everton say and um, in in their formal, you know, we are going to appeal. We expect the points back. No, we demand mm. that all suspension of punishment mm. is, is know, waited until the appeal is withdrawn until, yeah. until the case is finished. Because... Mm. The appeals are roll on from the case, therefore the case hasn't finished really, has it? Mm. Right? Um, it's not like we can be put in a room on remand while we wait for it, you know. But good behaviour, we should, we'd be out at home, wouldn't we, waiting for the appeal? We've got to just do. We've we've just got to somehow start winning games of football, haven't we? Well, That's yes, we and, and I think a, a better example may be at the weekend at Forest because clearly we play, or certainly the outcomes are much better away from home yeah. than they are at home. If we see a sudden fall off against Forest, then it just could become a real long, hard winter. Mm. Because you know, because our home form, I mean, the manager's lost nine of his sixteen home games. That is horrific. Which is horrific yeah. form, isn't it? But away we are quite good. So and he's the home got games that, we've like... got coming on exactly going to be comfortable, aren't they? No. Well, I definitely, I'm definitely not looking forward to uh, Newcastle coming back when I come to Newcastle the week after. Well, who knows? They might work out better. You just never know, do you? But they're flying, aren't they, Newcastle? So that'll be a tough game. Yeah, well, we'll just apart, have to from, see. Uh, apart from the daylight robbery uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have a query about this. Go on. Particularly for you, Baz. Yeah. Because <clears throat> we talked about this, and I don't know if it turns out to be wrong, right? But we talked about this a while back when you quite rightly were fed mm. up about the subjectivity around things like handball. Mm. And we talked about the way the Champions League works, which is fundamentally, if it touches your hand, it's a penalty. Mm. End of. Mm. No ifs, no buts. Mm. No, ooh, your arm was in the wrong place. Any of that. If it touches your hand, penalty. Mm. Isn't that what happened last night? Well, it is his chest, isn't it? And then it's his hand. But, yeah, but, it, no, but, but it, the rule is if it hits your hand, full But stop. it isn't, though, is it? I don't know, that's no, what I mean. It isn't, even though they've got the highest... 11 of the 26 penalties awarded in the Champions League this season, which is 43.2%, have been for handball in the box, which is more than in any league and in any other competition. So they have a harsher... They have a harsher thing from it. it. But the fact that it isn't... You see, if that was the rule and it was black and white, I thought we'd all it, go, yeah. we'd all say, well, handball, it's his hand, yeah. penalty. matter whether no, you like meant it, it mate. In the attacking thing yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. If it's his hand, it's a penalty, end of. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've seen it with goals, I mean... Palace had one ruled yeah. out on Saturday at Luton at 0-0. Yeah. Edouard, did it come back? It's him, he wasn't looking. It's his arm, bump, or it's his arm, bumps back, and he knocked it in. This allowed. Yeah. If they make the rule black and white, mm. then you know. Then Newcastle the don't feel the hard. Champions League's interpretation was, but again, if it's just an interpretation, you can change it, can't you? It should be changed. I mean, I Newcastle were hard. I, it feels really harsh the way it was because that isn't the rule. They did get away with one Anthony Gordon should have given it was a penalty on Hakimi, which he got away with. I but didn't see the game, so uh, No, well he, he clipped Hakimi when he was away. It was a penalty and the he didn't clip get I saw it. for the handball. But the handball was that did, was it even sure it did touch his hand? It did it hit his hand, doesn't it? It's the stomach and or the chest and his arm. But it's if it was black and white, I think Newcastle fans would go, Oh, that is so unlucky, but they understand it. Yeah, yeah. But because it isn't it isn't the rule. 
Oh, I see. That's okay. why it makes you then okay. go, this is a disgrace, this is whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what we're talking about. A lot of these rules where people will throw the word corrupt around aren't black and white. And yeah. if they made it black and white, it, we'd all know, wouldn't we? This is the issue. The same with Martial. I've seen a lot of people say it wasn't a penalty. Oh. It was a penalty for me. Young kicked them. I don't know why. But he's he's looked for the it. The debate was whether he pulled his leg out far enough mm. and, and how much the player went... Let's, let's name them. How much Martial went to to Young rather than the other way mm, around, mm. and that's a subjective call. Exactly, but when but I knew at the time because I said to everyone around me, he hasn't dived, yeah. he's not dived. So for me, the only uh, the only like point was, is he in the box or off the box? From the park end, it looked like a bloody nailed on dive. From my seat, I was like behind it. I didn't yeah, give it from the other side. I could yeah. see that he caught. But you had the same view as the ref, and he didn't give a penalty, and he's a lot closer than you. Mm. Well, I, I knew he hadn't dived. This way, we need to hear the audio. Mm. What was the ref saying? Well, he thought he died, but I, I knew there'd been contact. I could see it. He couldn't miss it. There was no yeah. reason. He was in. There was no reason. And I also looked who was close to him, and it was actually young, so I knew yeah. for a fact he should have really just done us all a favour and sent him off. Yeah. But um, that's the manager, that one. <laughs> But no, it was it was definitely pants. But anyway, I'm yeah. sure Howard will cover it when he he has a boring <laughs> hour with Michael Owen again. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah. send a glass eye to sleep those yeah, two, yeah. wouldn't he? Uh, at the end of the day, we we've got to somehow win. Games. Start winning games of footy. It starts this weekend, and but I, I know what you mean, Lou. Plus points. It does mess should, around should, your head. Should could perhaps mm-hmm. maybe be enough. And so twenty-seven <laughs> points to get from however many games are left. I do, I do hope that we come at this appeal kind of all guns blazing because I remember watching the sort of um, the video or the response that Everton put out as soon as the 10 points were oh. hit. It didn't really feel like we were going to come out guns blazing to sort of fight this, to fight this um, or to appeal it. I think so they are. I think they are. Well, I mean, surely, surely they must do, right? Because mm. they, they, they can't, there can't be any more sanctions put in place for just trying to appeal appeal a punishment and I mean I know it's happened in the past but I don't think it's fair to punish a club even further for trying to appeal such a harsh punishment so I think I it won't should... be a frivolous appeal so well um... definitely not no at least I don't think at least I certainly don't think so because I, I don't understand how we can be given such a harsh sanction when 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 Everton were charged there was no like ruling or Standard of procedures for That's punishments right. to be put in place. I mean, my concern would be that um, Everton, I think, were genuinely shocked by the size of the sanction, and I think they thought they had a very good case that they hadn't breached the damn thing in the foot at all. And the KC blew it away, didn't he? Or the commission did. Mm. Um, so, um, you know. I don't know whether they got the same legal team the second time around or putting fresh eyes on it. I don't know. Um, but it is what it is. And I don't think people like Colin Chong ever thought this would be his job. No. Defending the ills of others, ultimately. Mm. Because, again, if you read the judgments, you know, the personal dialogue that was going on between the Premier League's finance guy and the Everton finance guy, we're only hearing one half the story because our guys run off <laughs> into the hills and, and it couldn't even be bothered to produce a, a witness statement you know so it is all a bit one-sided mm. yeah, it is all a bit one-sided it's interesting of course that one of the premier league club's finance director used to be the everton finance director while all this was going on 
so so I'm sure West Ham have got a bit of an inside track about what what has or has not gone on. So yeah, all wheels within wheels. Satisfying. But February, I I mean, it that sounds like a completely new repeat of what's just happened because that's another that's the same lead time as the original. No, be a little bit less, wouldn't it? But not much less than the five months or something. Five, six months. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 insane. I just <laughs> I genuinely struggle to understand how how the, how they really came to that decision. Like, especially especially seeing as there was <laughs> there was nothing put in place for for Everton and the big and the big six clubs that tried to break away to form a Super League and Super League. And I know you've talked about this to utter to death, but it's just why does why is the punishment for, for that so light? And I've never agreed uh, with financial punishments because I don't think financial punishments punish the big clubs or or the wealthy clubs. I think financial punishments would only ever punish the the less financial clubs. Oh, so you're an advocate of sporting punishments then? Well, no, but I'm an so I'm an advocate of sanctions, not necessarily sporting sanctions, but perhaps I don't know, maybe like a maybe trans maybe a transfer oh, yeah. embargo. Okay, so sporting sanctions which are not point deductions. So like you say, transfer yes. um reducing that or reducing squad sizes or whatever, whatever, just to, to say that you can still keep your head above water, but you, you have to have a punishment of some ilk. I just think if you're going to go with sporting punishments, especially for what Everton have been charged for, you can't go... I don't think it's fair to ever go back to just financial punishments again. I don't think that's something that's a well you can go back into again after, you've, after they've done what they've done to Everton. No, I agree. I mean, I've said for years that I always found it rather odd that the punishment for financial a breaching of financial rules is a financial punishment, which makes you breach the rules by more. Mm, I, I, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I don't. If you're not, if you're not, how do you punish someone without it? Because I don't think it should be a sport. Definitely shouldn't be a sport and punishment for a financial breach for me. Or so you have a restriction on something. There's got to be some kind of. I'd, I'd have reju- I'd have reduction of. Squad size, yeah, or I'd have something like, um, you've got to have three academy players in your, your match day squad on the bench or something, and make the rate because what you're doing then is a development, you, you're also putting the responsibility of developing mm. players, younger players, in that. Know what I mean? They haven't your thought team. It That's the ultimately, no, the point, I mean, there, there must be something like, yeah, maybe like you can only register. I don't know, 22 players and the other three have got to be academy players. They have to be in the 20 mm-hmm. every game. And then also, and there should probably be some kind of fine, I think. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a fine that'll destroy you. But I, but for cheating, as in hiding money to buy players. That's what I mean. That's, just, that's worse. It's just difficult, isn't it? Because Chelsea have, have owned up to this and what they've done is miles worse than whatever like like miles because you said before for another caller about especially david ornstein and others because it's clearly briefing from the premier league Mm. that the cases for chelsea and man city are different they're not they're they're both messing around with finances 
One's mm. got money's being spent off the books, so they're, they're not counted in financial fair play numbers. And the other one is doing the same thing, mm. paying managers off the books, inflating sponsorship, reducing costs. They're exactly the same, right? And and I don't get it. I mean, in layman's terms, you know what struck me when you were talking before? You know what this feels like? Go on. It feels like you've been done for doing 35 miles an hour in a 30 limit and you get a two-year ban and somebody says, but you only get 12 months for drink driving. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. Mm. So. I, I mean, I, I do kind of like that um, that analogy. I mean, it definitely suits um, it definitely suits our argument quite well. And I do think <laughs> I, I also do think it is quite appropriate because such such a heavy penalty is going to have a big impact mm. on the on the football club. It will. Oh, absolutely, it will. Absolutely, it will. And uh, I think there was another there was another thing I was going to add on top of that. I'm trying to remember what it is. I can't. <laughs> I've kind of lost my train of thought slightly. I do apologise. It's me and John going on too much. That's what it is. Well, we're filling the void, mate, while you're thinking. Don't worry. (laughs) My apologies. Hey, no, it's Um, good. It's good. Because what's coming across in bucket loads is, as you said, you know, ebbing and flowing with how you feel about what's going on. And, And it's the lack of certainty. And the feeling of unjustness that gives you that anxiety because that's that's why I've got it. Mm. You know, you know, I'm a reasonably pragmatic yeah, person. You are, yeah, yeah. When when you read all the paperwork and you try and figure out how they've done what they've done, and then you try and apply some logic to it, you end up agreeing with everything Andy Burnham has said in his letter. Mm. <clears throat> and I think I've, I've tweeted about it. It shouldn't take them long to answer that letter unless they're struggling to do the simple things that Andy has asked them. Please confirm so, you haven't discussed this before. You know, it's not difficult. Mm. Yeah. So I like that Andy Burnham is I do quite like that Andy Burnham is sticking up for uh for his football club. Well, I think there was one thing that kind of uh, bothered me a little bit is that he was kind of asking to for the ten points to be null and void. And I kind of thought to myself, well, if you're gonna go at it from that angle, then I don't know if they're gonna really take it seriously, which was kind of unfortunate. Because they're definitely not going to do that. That's that's never going to be an option for the Premier League. I don't think they're going to revoke the punishment and then try and issue a different punishment. I don't think that'll happen. Well, no. My recollection is, apart from the fact he he sent an exocet called regulatory malpractice. Yeah, mm. he was fundamentally saying that because of your regulatory malpractice, you should declare this null and void, agree a mechanism for determining how a sanction is calculated, and then run Everton through it. That actually could result in something worse. It could. Meanwhile, Ian Byrne does a, you know an early day motion asking for pretty close to the same thing. Suspend all these this punishment while you get your act together. Mm. You know, and and he's a red. You know, mm. so the you know Andy no doubt will get a load of stick because he's a buyer biased bit of blue. So what accusation they're going to throw at Ian Byrne then? Who's who's a rabied red shite? Mm. Right, and bless him because he's a really good bloke. But you know, we have the banter, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, red and blue and all that. And here's you've got reds and blues. Steve Rotherham, mm-hmm. the mayor of uh, Metro Mayor of Liverpool, yeah. another red, another red, yeah. You know what I mean? It's this is the defence of football, and 
in some degrees the defence of our city. So I can understand why the Metro Mayor is doing it because if anything compromises the regeneration of North Liverpool, the societal impact will be massive. No, but this is the thing, though, isn't it? And the... yet, all all over this regulations of the Premier League is it's about protection of communities. It's not if if your punishment impacts the community you claim you're trying to protect, then you you've got it wrong and you need to rewrite it. Jesters, just sorry, just while we're on the Everton are just putting the appeal in. They've got till Friday to register the appeal. The appeal isn't on Friday. That's just a deadline yeah, yeah. that Everton yeah. have to yeah. submit. And then it will go through the same process as yeah. before of setting of dates, selection of what a load of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. What so, a load of nonsense. So they've got to they've got to register before they can appeal. So it's it's like it's like holding a meeting to have another meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly way, what yeah. it is. In a way, it's exactly what it is. But just you know, just doing a video saying we will appeal, you've got to formalise it, yeah. And and I guess the again, I've not seen because I don't read four hundred pages of handbooks. Yeah, maybe Everton have to give all the reasons why they're appealing. Yeah, they have had to. Yeah, that's, that's part of what they've been doing. Yeah. So we'll see. So Everton will decide whether the appeal is valid then. Well, it is valid because well, you can... we know it is, but no, we can to review it. Well, you, you have to put in why you're appealing, and yeah. Everton have done it, and, okay. and it'll Hopefully be here. They'll publish that for all of us to see. It'll be heard, so let's go. Right, Lou, nice one, mate. That was good, my friend. That was thank good. You. That's two in a row. Right, take Brian it easy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you. All right, uh, take care. Much. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bye mate. bye now. Bye bye. Manchester United winning two one in Galatasaray in the Champions League. Well, they were two nil up. It should have gone two two, but it's been disallowed. Oh, right. But it's two one. I think it's half time. They needed that, didn't they? Well, it's only half time, but they do. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. it's not finished. Well, they have to win the bottom of the group. They're not finished yet. No, no. Oh, okay. No, it's just half time. So, very, very interesting. This will obviously. This will obviously. Um, Oh, thing. 2 0 up after 18 minutes. They were, yeah. Iriola, Bournemouth's manager said uh, the Everton shouldn't have had the points taken off them during the season. June to August, you've got the chance to, to, to do it, which is what they should have done. They should have gone commission in March. Uh, Referral in March. We're doing this as soon as the season's finished. Minute season finishes, the hearing will be done. Everton will have a week to appeal any decision, and then there'll be another decision made three weeks later, whatever, which would be like July. And by August the first, the the position clear before the season begins. And if you start minus ten, you start minus ten. You have to start chipping away at the points. You know where you are. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. I'd be okay with that. And off you go with it. And that's how it should have been done. Yeah, can't possibly be done mid-season. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace that it's mid-season. I don't care what anyone says. It's a if you're punishing me, punish me. But do it fairly then. If if I've done it, if I've I've gone over our guidelines, punish me fairly, and I'll take me medicine. I'll appeal, and if after an appeal, the next set of people go, mm. mate, you're still in the wrong. Okay, by all means, we start next season. Everton begin the twenty four twenty five season minus ten, and you have to work the points back. Then that's up to you then to work that points back. It's the way it is. It'll be a long hard slog all season, but that's the way it is. You work off your your thing the same as doing time mm. do you know what i mean that that is how it should have been done but it hasn't and and that's why if i was everton i don't know if there's a mechanism for doing it but i will be demanding those 10 points are back until the, the outcome of the appeal is heard just because of the psychological yeah. impact is going to straight imagine if they they put their appeal in today they being we or tomorrow mm. and they put that demand mm. 
and they demand, if you like, a um, an answer mm. for the next round of games. And then just before we go to Forest, we get told you got your 10 points back. Mm. We're going with 4 1. But Forest. that's the flip of what happened to us. <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? In game day, I know because mm. of the international break, there was a week before the game, but it's the equivalent of, wasn't it? Be, just before a game, you get told you, you're minus you're getting 10. your balls kicked, yeah. yeah. No. Mad. Mad. Right. Uh, we are done. No more for more. No, that's it. We're done. So make sure you subscribe, like, also subscribe to More Than a Game channel, the boss. Come over, join us over there. Big thanks to John. He's away for a couple of weeks, so uh, you'll see him when he returns. Who knows when he comes back? We might have won all sorts of games and had our points so. back. We might be chasing Europe. Who knows? Uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you later.